you about the power of your presence, the power of your very being to influence people around you, perhaps people you've not even met before. I want to talk to you about the power of unintentional influence. That's the power that you harness unknowingly that causes change. By the time I was 10 years old, I was in my second foster home, and at that time there were few professional faces like mine and my community. And it would be nearly 10 years later before I would see the likes of a Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show who embodied poise and intelligence and beauty and love for her family. So when I dreamed of escaping my world of familial uncertainty, where I travel from house to house with trash bags for luggage, where everyone knew I didn't belong, where physical and verbal and sexual abuse were ordinary fare, my dreams actually looked more like moms on television at that time, or perhaps the faces on magazines like Brooke Shields. So on this day, when my foster mother drove downtown Worcester to McDonald's on Main Street, she parked the car and sent me inside with just a few dollars in hand. There was no drive through it was run-through. I was the Uber Eats, and I walked in quickly with assignment in hand and found my way to the shortest line. And as I bounced from foot to foot, I noticed in front of me a woman who I affectionately now call the Lady in Red. She was exquisite. She was petite, a little tiny thing, small frame, probably no more than 105 pounds. She was fashioned in this beautiful red suit. It fit her as though it were custom made just for her. The jacket hit her right above her small hips and the skirt right above her knee. She wore these sheer white stockings, and I know what you're thinking, white stockings, yes, that was the style, and white heels. Her hair was a thick, blonde bob that caressed the very nape of her neck, and let me tell you, her scent, oh, I knew that must be what rich smells like. I stood behind this divine woman and imagined who she was. I just imagined she's got to be important. I mean, look at that outfit. She must have felt the intensity of my stare because she slowly turned her head around and looked at me. Her eyes looked down and caught mine and she was just as beautiful as I imagined. Porcelain white skin with a narrow, small nose, her warm eyes, they were flanked with mascara, and her lips. Her lips looked like a painter took a brush and painted them beautifully on the edge, every line, and filled it in. Yes, she was glorious, and she saw me. <laughs> she looked at me and offered a warm, sincere smile, and I was enraptured. That was it. Now, you just have to know People easily didn't look at me. I wasn't noticed. I was a nobody. But this important woman, she saw me. She reached for her purse with her left hand, and there it was, a beautiful, perfect diamond ring adorned on her perfect, dainty fingers. Her nails had their own show happening. They were dipped in red stain as though framed just for that diamond, the largest diamond I'd ever seen. 
I imagine her husband must really love her. I mean, what kind of love do you have for that kind of ring? And then I imagined, I bet her husband is handsome. Maybe he's a movie star. He had to be something real important to get a woman this beautiful and a ring that big. I wonder what kind of jobs they had. They were probably so important. I bet she was a great mom. Maybe she was one of those moms that didn't spank her kids. She probably read them stories and tucked them in at night like I saw on television. I didn't know anyone who actually got tucked in and no one ever read me a story. And I just continued thinking about her and next, the attendant called my lady in red and interrupted my reverie and she glided to the front as though an angel with wings and no need for feet. She only had two words, four in total that day, coffee regular. She requested and handed the attendant the money. Her voice, it was like an angel, smooth and gentle, just what I imagined. The kind of voice that welcomed you home, that consoled you when you made a mistake, that comforted you when you fell down. The attendant busied about preparing a coffee as she waited patiently. And you should know in New England, at that time when we say coffee regular, that didn't mean the opposite of decaf. Coffee regular meant regular black coffee with two creams and two sugars. And in a flash, the attendant handed her some change, which she swiftly put in that purse, and he handed her the coffee. And she took that coffee and put it in between her hands. She cupped it right there with both hands as though she was trying to keep it warm on a cold day, but it wasn't warm. It was a warm day, it wasn't cold. She, she took that cup, held it there, and allowed the aroma to soak in, almost like a meditation. And in a snap, she gathered herself, and like a model on a runway, she pivoted, and with a twirl, she looked at me once more, and I looked at her. And now with a bigger, well-satisfied grin, she left that McDonald's on Main Street in Worcester that day. And I knew in that moment, that's my mentor. She represented everything I wanted to be. Polished, poised, beautiful, gentle, and, and loved. I wanted it all. I wanted her job. I wanted her husband. I wanted her children. I wanted her body. I wanted her life. I wanted to be the lady in red. And while I was young enough to let my imagination run wild, I was no fool. <laughs> I was a thick girl. I couldn't even imagine being that petite. And the dainty hands come on. Even at that young age, my large hands look more like bear paws. Obviously, the ivory skin, out. Tiny nose, please. Blonde hair, not happening. But have no doubt, she was my muse. She was my mentor. She was exactly what I wanted to be. And I knew while I couldn't look the way she looked, I could have what she had. Next, that attendant interrupted my reverie once more. And without a thought, I softened my voice, thinking of my mentor. I aligned my fingers just as she had and handed the money, and without pause, without hesitation, coffee regular. Now I have no recollection of what my foster mother said to me, 
when I came out of that McDonald's with that coffee that she didn't send me in there for, I have no memory of the punishment I'm certain I received for that rogue order. No memory at all. But I do remember feeling important. I remember feeling seen, feeling validated by the most exquisite woman I ever saw and thinking that now I'm connected to her. I have what she had. I want to be that elegant, that poised, that important. I wanted to be the woman in red. Now, four decades later, I have drank coffee from that day to this day, and I think of her often. Four decades later, I am influenced by a woman whose name I don't know, and I'm certain she doesn't know mine, but she became my muse, my mentor. As a teenager, when my peers would wear ripped jeans and tanks, I wore slacks and dresses. I wanted to be the lady in red. In my 20s, it was she that I considered the total package, head to toe, looking good, smelling good, walking great. It meant that I too was the total package. I wanted to be that lady in red. And I imagine if you found her somehow from so many years ago and asked her, now do you remember a little black girl with three pigtails standing behind you in line of a McDonald's on Main Street? She would say, of course not. Why would she? And I bet she would find it hard to believe that a glance, a smile, a nod, and four words would make such an impact on that little girl who stood behind her. She probably wouldn't have even thought about that. She wouldn't imagine that that little girl thought of her every morning when she would have her coffee, right? She could not imagine that she became the epitome of the total package. All of that was unintentional. That lady in red was simply doing life, being herself and influencing people all along. Consider that and ask yourself, how many people do you think have stood behind you, observed you, admired you, wanted to become you, unbeknownst to you? How many at your company or your firm are watching you from afar? Your presence, the very space you take up, telling stories, unwitting to readers about who you are, the power you possess and the life you live. Does that matter to you? It matters to me. Because as an invisible girl behind an important woman who changed the way I saw myself because she saw me and she validated me and she smiled at me and she made me feel important, I understand the power of unintentional influence. So it matters to me how I show up in the space I fill. It matters how I talk to strangers, the important one and mostly the unimportant ones. It matters that I remember to look over my shoulder, to acknowledge who's there, to see them, to validate them, to affirm them, and maybe, just maybe, become their lady in red. Thank you.